Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. This series comes out of this idea of what Galatians 6, 9 says. And yes, we're studying the book of Peter, but Paul wrote something uh, to you and I that I think should encourage us. And as we're studying through 1 Peter, what this should look like. You and I should take this verse. This should be kind of the staple verse for this entire series. And it's this idea of Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. It's something that's deep down on the inside of me and my stomach. And I just want our church, I just want you as an individual, I want you as a dad to just make this your verse. This is what the Bible says, Galatians 6, 9. It says, so let's, and when we get to these last three words, I want you to shout them like it's your job. Everybody good with that? All three of you. I say, everybody good with that? Love that. Here we go. We're going to read it. And when we get to those last three words, I want you to shout it from the top of your lungs. So let's not get tired of doing what is good, but at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we? If we what? One more time. If we what? If we don't give up. Is there anybody in here that's saying, you know what, today I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. I'm not backing down. I've gone through too much for God, me to give up on the dream that he's put on the inside of me, for stop believing he's got something for me. That's just what I'm feeling today. So I hope y'all are ready for me to preach to you because I'm going to have you preach to yourself this week with this message. And it's the title of this. You and I, we're going to read it in just a second, are living stones. Or I even want to title it a little something different, a.k.a. I'm under construction. Somebody shout, I'm under construction. Tap your neighbor say, you under construction. Tap your other neighbor say, God needs to work on you. Come on, somebody, all right? Oh, I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. But let me, let me pray for us and you can have a seat. Jesus, we honor you. King Jesus, we love you. We, we, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you that that song that we just sung just a second ago was just a song of the gospel. Come. You don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to change yourself. You're Jesus. You, Jesus, are the one that does the changing. And we believe that. You're asking us to come. And so today, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you have to say to us. We want to hear what your word has to speak to us. Listen, We are listening, Lord. So speak in this place today, Holy Spirit. It's in your name that we pray. And everybody in this room said. How about if you love Jesus, will you make a little bit of noise right now all across the room and then go ahead and have a seat, have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. Thank you, team, for leading us. Thank you for going in and worship. I just love being in a room with you. I love just worshiping Jesus beside of you, and I'm just so grateful uh, for you. And like A.B. and the girls said, and even a couple fellows up here on stage uh, for Dude Day, for Father's Day. First of all, let me just tell you, all you daddies out there, happy Father's Day. All of you guys that are um, our father figures to other people that uh, honestly have stepped in in absence, or you're an adopted father, whatever you might be, I just want to tell you, uh, uh, happy Father's Day. I want to honor my daddy sitting in the second row, and just want to tell him that I honor him so much, and I wouldn't be the man that I am today without you, and I'm grateful for you, Dad, and I love you. Come on, can we give it up for my dad in the room, everybody? I always sit in second row. I appreciate him so much, and just grateful for you, and, and uh, just tell you that this series is, has anybody enjoyed this series so far the last couple weeks? All right, it's been good. 
I hope you've had a chance, and, and I hope it's been something for you. And maybe you haven't taken advantage of it. It's okay. I would encourage you to jump in today um, on this idea of getting through this summer journal uh, together and doing this together. I'll just tell you um, that this is something that uh, our team, we've got just a few of them left, not many at all, because we've given a lot of them up. And I'm grateful that we were able to give them out and do all of that. Uh, and I'm thankful that our team was able to create these. Shout out to AB coming up with these things that we could just walk through a book of the Bible together in a summer. And we've been doing that. And that's what we've been doing over the last couple of weeks. But I would encourage you, grab a summer journal. Would love for you to check that out. I'll just shout out somebody. It's a dad in the room too. Sean Finley, I see him posting every day about how he's in the Word. And I'll just tell you, I think that's awesome. Let's be a church that's this summer. Instead of backing up and backing off the things of God, let's take a step into it, right? Anybody willing to say, hey, let's take a step into the things of God this summer? If you are, come on, let's lean in together, walk through this series together, uh, and, and be about reading our Bible together. Uh, and so check that out on the way out at the Connect Corner. would love for you to grab one of those. Those are for you. The generosity of Purpose Church and the people of Purpose Church, man, paid for those already. So you take one of them, take one to your friends, uh, uh, whatever you got to do. That would be awesome. So again, I'm talking today about this idea of under construction. And uh, I don't know about y'all, I think it's fitting as, as Father's Day is here, right? How many dudes out there love to build something? Come on, somebody, right? I'll just tell you, I'm not a finisher. Come on, I'm a tear down, and I, I can demo day all day. Come on, somebody, right? I could tear that wall down, but your boy could never build a wall, all right? And I'll just tell you, under construction, I think it's funny that landed, obviously, on Father's Day. I even think it's even uh, just kind of the Lord, even doing it, right here on College Farm Road, when you pulled in today, did you notice that that road is under construction? Did y'all notice that? Like they've taken the top, uh, black top off. They're going to repave that over the next week or so. I just think it's funny that that was out there. And I think about this last week, Allie and I and the big kids, we got a chance to go uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday up to St. Louis for a few days. I'm a big Cardinals fan. We got to go to a game, and uh, we won that game, actually, uh, which was nice. We don't win very often right now, but that's okay. It's another story. About, like, every team that I root for stinks right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lord, give me some favor on my teams. You know, Kentucky basketball, we stunk last year. Dallas Cowboys, that's another story. St. Louis Cardinals, come on. Like, come on, Lord, where you at, okay? Uh, but, but we went to St. Louis, and uh, I, I love road trips. Anybody out there love road trips? How many of y'all love of a road trip. How many of y'all love road trips without the road work? Come on, somebody, right? I mean, when we were driving up there, like th there was road work everywhere, right? It's all over the place. It's, uh, I mean, uh, just caution road work ahead. How many of y'all know when Siri tells you, hey, listen, there's road work ahead, I'm not really looking forward to what's in front of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really looking forward to that. And we get to St. Louis and we were there. And if you're downtown, we, we kind of stayed right close to the ballpark. And we're walking around and doing some things like that. And I'll just tell you, everywhere we went, there was caution signs under construction. It would say, caution under construction. They'd have the fences up, kind of like BBT coming down, old People's Bank up there in the middle of town coming down. There's some fencing going on. Caution under construction. Somebody say, I'm under construction. And I think that's something that we need to take today, and as we look in the Word, and as we look at what Peter's trying to tell us, we need to understand that's a good sign for a construction project, for a building that's being torn down, or a workplace, or a, a roadway that's being constructed, or whatever, caution under construction. But I just feel like in my spirit, that needs to be a good sign that you and I should have on our life at all times, okay? Like, I'm under caution, I'm under construction. See, you got to understand that if you and I are going to journey with Jesus, if we're going to go on this trip with Jesus, that your life and my life should be under constant, under construction. We should always be that because how many of y'all know life is messy, 
Right? How many of you know that life is complicated? How many of you know that we aren't who we always want to be? Right? I'm not the person that I want to be. I'm not the dad that I always want to be. I'm not the husband that I always want to be. I'm not the, the, uh, the follower of Jesus that I feel like God is calling me to be. And so there is a time in our life, all through life, that I feel like we should be under construction. That there should be something happening to where something is being torn down or built up or some work is happening on the inside of us for our life. Because I believe that God has an incredible plan for you and me. Does anybody else believe that in the room? I believe that. I believe that God has an incredible purpose for you. That's where the name even of this church came from, was this idea that God has a purpose for you. He loves you. He cares about you. And he wants to use you to make an incredible uh, difference in this world for him. I believe he has a plan for us. And I just believe today what we're going to talk about, I'm going to preach a sermon to you, and we're going to almost build a sentence that I think that you and I should be saying and declaring just about every day. When we wake up, if we would declare this right here, I believe it would change our outlook of where we go, how we react, how we respond, and knowing that, yes, we're under construction, but as we build this sentence together, would you just go with me today? Would you just build this sentence alongside of me? Because I think it's going to help us become more like Jesus if we'll live our life like this. Everybody good with that? I love that. So I want us to to look at what Scripture says has to say, uh, because obviously what I want us to know is that we've been studying this together. How many of y'all just love, we're just walking through the Bible together, walking through verse by verse, 1 Peter, for the next seven weeks together still, right? Today and six more weeks. And I just love being able to do that. I love being able to just to walk through the Word of God, get practical with it, soap through some stuff with you, and just walk through this together. And this week, again, is aka under construction or living stones that we're going to talk about today. And I want you to write a couple things down in just a second. But again, to give us a little context, maybe you haven't been here in a couple weeks. It's okay. I'm really glad that you're here today. We've been in a series called Don't Give Up, and we're walking through the book of 1 Peter. Can you guess who the author of 1 Peter is? Peter. Not a trick question, right? Come on. That's good to know that you found out who the author of 1 Peter is. It's Peter. Peter's writing to a group of churches uh, that are in a, a time in their, in their life, in their walk with Jesus, that they're following after Jesus, but there's all of this pressure coming in from the outside to go, like, renounce their faith, to give up on everything that they had taught, learned about Jesus and, and following Jesus. They've got all this pressure coming from culture to give up. Does that sound a little bit like what you and I walk through just about every day together, right? So I think it's important we're walking through this together. So Peter's writing to them this idea that you need to understand. I'm writing to you to encourage you. Don't give in. Don't quit. And whatever you do, do not give up. And so we've been talking about that. And today, I want to, again, build this sentence, this sermon uh, with you. And then I think you've got to preach it to yourself every day from this day forward. Everybody good with that? Okay, so the very first thing I want you to write down, the very first part of of this sentence that we're going to build together is this first thing is this, is God is building me. I want you to write that down. Number one, God is building me. We're going to look at Scripture in 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse 4 and 5, this is what Peter's writing to us. I want you to write that down. God is building me. This is what he says, though, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. If you're ready for the word, say, I'm ready. I like that. Here we go. This is what it says. It says, you are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He goes on to say, he was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And you are living stones. Watch this. 
that God is building, right, that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priest. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. I love how Peter starts out talking about it because he uses this word that we just sung about in that very last song that we just sung. Thank God for the Holy Spirit and what he does and how he connects the songs that we sing to the word that is going to be preached. And it's this idea where he says, hey, coming to Christ. You are coming to Christ. And if I could think of the word of the gospel in one word, yes, it would probably obviously be love. Yes, it would be give. Yes, it would be serve. But if it was an action verb for you and I, when it comes to the gospel, you know what that word would be? The word come. Somebody shout come. That, that you and I would come, that, that whoever you are, just come. Whatever you've done, come to Jesus. Wherever you've been, come to Jesus. You know what? Come. All are welcome to Jesus. You know that Matthew, even in his gospel, even said Jesus, as he's quoting Jesus, Jesus said, hey, come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and what? I will give you some rest, Right? Think about that. you got to come to Jesus. I love that Peter starts off talking about this because this is the message of Jesus, right? Because the uh, religion would tell you and I, you know what you got to do? You got to clean yourself up. You got to act right. You got you to clean your act up before you can come to Jesus. But Jesus is saying, hey, uh-uh, that's not it. I want you to come to me and I will fix all of that stuff. You will be under construction for the rest of your life until you meet me face to face. Is there anybody that's thankful for a God that says, come unto me, I've made a way, and it's only by me, right? I love that. I love that about God. I love that about Jesus, and I love that that's where Peter starts. Hey, you know what you need to do? You are coming to Christ, and what Jesus is doing is he's inviting you and I into a relationship and onto a journey of following him, and what I believe that Peter was meaning right there obviously was, yes, a salvation experience of coming to Jesus. But I also believe that what Peter was trying to tell you and I is that coming, that we're coming to Christ. Yes, you know Jesus, but what I also believe that what should happen for the rest of our life and the rest of our days is that we should constantly be pursuing God. We should constantly be coming to Jesus every day. Salvation is a one-time experience, but sanctification, excuse me, happens for the rest of our life. That's a big churchy word, right? Sanctification, what's that mean? That means that you and I are becoming more and more and more like Jesus, that we're becoming more and more like him. That means that we're coming to him and we're saying, Jesus, I want to respond how you would respond. I want to act how you would act. I want to serve how you would serve. I want to love how you would love. And again, I don't think any of us get that right all the time, right? There's times that we all struggle with that, that we struggle with this idea of serving Jesus, following Jesus, coming to Jesus with everything that we've got. But I just want to challenge you and I that we are under construction. And I love that Peter starts out with that. And and again, walking with Jesus is allowing Jesus to take you where he would go, to do the things that he would do. So I would just ask all of us, I would just challenge all of us, are you going where Jesus is going? That's my question. Are you going? Are you following Jesus? It's this sanctification process of becoming like Christ. That God is building me, and I, I noticed something 
this week. And I want to tell you about it really quickly as I was reading that, that you are coming to Christ. You are the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. I think about that word, that word building. Somebody shout building. building. Shout it like you mean. Say building. I like that. You know what I think about when I think about that word right there? That is an in-process word. That makes sense? That's not like it's already been built. No, 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 no. God is building. I want us to understand that. I want us to see that, that this is a great picture that God is building us as living stones on top of the cornerstone being Jesus. Why are we living stones? Because God is wanting to build us into his spiritual temple, which that's just a beautiful picture of saying, you know what, I want to build my church. And I want to share with you guys, a lot of us, we get it all the time, uh, hey, when's Purpose Church going to have a church, right? When are you going to have a church? And I'm like, first of all, let me tell you, the church is not a facility. The church is a body. It is a people. It's not physical bricks. It's spiritual bricks that are being top, built on top of a, a spiritual cornerstone of Jesus, that's, when we're talking about church, that's the church. We can meet, the church can meet anywhere. We can meet in a, in a save-a-lot. We can meet in a, a, a place right here. We can meet wherever. Guess what? We're the church. And that's what God is calling us to do. And he's calling us to be built as the church on top of the living cornerstone that mine and your life together, that something powerful can take place when you and I build our life together on top of the living cornerstone being Jesus. So again, I think about that word building. Somebody shout building. This is so important, again, that if you're not going to give up on your faith journey, if you're going to keep pushing through, you're going to keep doing the things that God has called you to do, that you don't give up, it's important that you understand that that word says building and not already been built. I think we got to see that. Too many people give up because they think they've already been built, but when Peter is encouraging us that God is building, that building is a process. It's this thing called sanctification. I'm under construction. Is there anybody in here that says, you know what? I'm under construction in this place, right? I think we all are. I, I remember back to when I was a kid, right? I'm going to throw it back to Sunday school back in the day. Y'all remember that song? And I ain't going to try. I'm going to try and sing it, even though I need some water first before I try and do it. Y'all ready? Y'all just get ready. Steven ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars. Earth and, oh, I'm the only one who went to Sunday school. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. Come on, somebody. Y'all remember that song right there? Okay. Yeah, Stephen, get you some right there. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I love Stephen. I need a vocal coach. Please help. Okay. But I think about it, and I think about that song, right? We sang that as kids, but why is it as we grow up, we still don't live underneath that precedent that, you know what, God is still working on me. I've not received and achieved perfection. I'm not there yet. I am a work in progress. How many of you know that the building always looks different under construction than it does when it's finally finished? Come on, somebody, right? And this idea is that so many times 
in our life. God has to allow some construction to take place, some demo day to take place in order to get to that finished product. And it may not be pretty in the moment, and sometimes you got to lose that certain thing, lose that job, in order that God can really show you who the true provider is. Sometimes you got to renovate that friendship because God has something bigger and better and a plan for your life that's better than what you're doing in that friendship or that relationship that you might be in. Sometimes you have to tear down the walls of a relationship that wasn't good for you, that was dragging you down away from the things of God in order for God to be able to build it back stronger and better than ever. Because this this what I know. It's very easy for an untrained eye to walk out onto a construction field or a construction site and look at somebody else and be like, man, this place is a wreck. That thing is messy over there. There's like a bunch of junk right there. Like, that's not right. That don't look very good. But to an architect or to a general contractor, how many of you know that the architect knows what's coming? That the general contractor knows what's coming? That during construction, it may not be pretty, but how many of you know that the finished product is in the architect's mind? And I think about that. The architect knows the plan that is going to come together in the long run. And can I encourage some of you today? Is that okay today? Let me encourage you that we serve the greatest architect of all time and he has the best plans and the best blueprint for your life. God is building me. Isn't it great that the greatest architect that God can see beyond the mess and recognize the masterpiece? Isn't that good news today that we don't have to have it all together but that we can come to Jesus and we submit our life as living stones. God, I'm going to build my life on you and I'm going to allow you to build me and then I'm going to let you do the rest. And then the masterpiece of yours in my life is when we submit our life to the hands of Jesus. Come on, is there anybody thankful that God sees the masterpiece even in the middle of the mess? I'm grateful for that, but this is my challenge for you. So I say all of that to kind of follow up with this. Don't let the mess become permanent. Right? Don't let the mess become permanent. See, God is building me. I'm under construction. I'm going to get better through this. I'm going to change through this. God, what do you want to take out of me? What do you want to build up in me? I'm under construction. I'm not going to stay the mess that I am. I'm going to, I'm going to submit my life to you and let you do the changing and all the things that you want to renovate on the inside and outside of me, Lord. Because this is what I know. It's totally okay to be under construction, but it's totally unacceptable acceptable for you and I not to make progress. I'm going to say it again. I, I think it's totally okay for us to be under construction, but it's totally not okay for us not to make progress. We got to make progress. God wants to see us grow. God wants to see us change. He's building me. Somebody say, God is building me. God is building me. So the next part of this thing that we're building together, God is building me, the next one, on a firm foundation. God is building me, we're building this sentence together, on a firm foundation. Watch what scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6 through 8. So again, God is building me. Add to that same thing that we started with, on a firm foundation. Watch what the Bible tells us. As the scripture says, verse 6, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor 
And anyone who trusts in him, trusts in Jesus, will never be disgraced. As my friend Stephen read a little while ago, yes, you who trust him recognize the honor that God has given him. But for those who reject him, the stone that the builders rejected, guess what? Has now become the cornerstone. And he is the stone that makes people stumble. The rock that makes them fall. We'll talk about that in a second. They stumble because they do not obey God's word. And so they meet the fate that was planned for them. Caution, I'm under construction. God is building me on a firm foundation. See, I think it's so important that you and I know that God is building me and he's building me on a firm foundation. But so many times in our life, if we're honest, if we're really transparent, if we're really real, what we got to understand is a lot of times I want to build myself. I want to build what I want to build on. I'm not going to allow God to build. I want to build me. I want to build myself. I want to build on what I want to build on. And I think about it because the things that we build our life on are the most important things. And sometimes they're the things that are unseen. Right, I think about that. I think about a few years ago, I, I'm a chicken farmer as well. Chicken farming, skinny jean wearing, church planter. Come on, somebody. Okay, the Lord has a sense of humor and I sweat through shirts. Come on, I got another one in the locker room for the second service, okay? Uh, so, so I think about that a few years ago, and I'm ADHD, just so everybody knows. Like, just to go ahead and just like, mm, there's something off there. Yes, it's ADHD. Go with me, okay? Um, so, so I think about it, but a few years ago, we were building our chicken barns, and I think about uh, that time, um, and I got a picture to show you. If y'all don't mind throwing that picture up. So I remember like this was happening um, on, on the property that we were able to purchase, uh, Allie and I. And, uh, and so we, I remember this was all taking place. A lot of dirt work had gone into it. A lot of things had happened where they were clearing off some trees and some other things. Uh, and this right here is the start of what would be our, our chicken barn. I think about that, and I look at that picture, and this picture doesn't look like a whole, mu a whole bunch while we're looking at it, right? This looks like a bunch of sticks, you know what I'm saying? Just a bunch of four-by-fours all the way down. But if you, if you would follow through, there's actually a, a trench that's dug all the way down through there, and there's actually rebar that's ran through every one of those things, and then they were coming back with some concrete, and they were going to pour a footer that goes all the way along these sides of the chicken barns. And then there's this pad that's in the middle that was built, packed in dirt, all that stuff. So, so I think about that, and I say that because I want you to know that this right here was the most important part of the entire building process. And to us, that just looks like a bunch of dirt. You know what I'm saying? To us, that just that doesn't look like nothing. Like, that don't look like a chicken barn. That looks like a bunch of sticks, okay? Just looks like a bunch of stuff there. But I want you to know, and as we were going through this process, I didn't see a lot of, um, uh, like, in this process, when we were talking about it, I was like, what are y'all doing? Like, y'all need to hurry up. This needs to get going. We need to put some metal on. We need to get some, like, equipment, all this kind of stuff. Like, let's get through this process really quickly. But as I came to find out, as one of the contractors came up to me, and he was telling me the process of how that was strengthening it uh, with the rebar that goes all the way around it and kind of ties it all together. That this right here is the most important part. And if a, a little bit of that foundation would have been off, guess what? Everything that was built on top of that foundation would eventually crumble. And I got to thinking about that as I'm reading this right here. I would love to ask you, hey, what are you allowing your life to be built on? 
What are the things that are the foundation things of your life? Notice that Peter begins to, uh, he quotes the Older Testament. He talks through Isaiah. He talks a little bit through Psalms there. And he's talking about the cornerstone. And just another word for cornerstone is that foundation peace, that Jesus, is what Peter is saying, is the foundation. And this is something I want you to write down and something I want you to take to the bank with you too, is that anything not built on Jesus will crumble. Right? Anything not built on Jesus will crumble. According to 1 Peter right there, it's what he's telling us. If we can try and build our marriage on anything other than Jesus, guess what? It's going to crumble. If we try to build our friendships on anything other than Jesus, it's going to crumble. Hey, if governments and economies and nations build anything, any, on anything other than Jesus, they will crumble. And I just think that that's something all of us need to know, that God is building me on a firm foundation. But I think so many times we want to build on what we want to build on. And I just want to question that. I want to ask that. I'm asking that of myself. God, what am I, where am I taking the tools out of your hands? And where am I taking the plans that you have for me? And I'm trying to build them on my own property instead of building them on the firm foundation that you've called me to. That's what I'm constantly asking of Jesus. I hope we would do that. And again, Jesus is saying, come. Come to me. I love you. You are welcome. He loves you and I so much. But so many people and so many times, they choose the wrong things to build their life on. Instead of building our life on the rock, we'll build it on the sand. Instead of building it on the truth of God's word, we'll build it on the lies that the, Lord, uh, the devil says, you know what? Hey, this will make you happy. This will satisfy you. This will, hey, get that relationship. Get that money. Get that job. Get that house. Get that whatever. And try and build it on that. But I would just challenge all of us that anything that is not built on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ is going to crumble. It's going to crumble, and Peter is saying Jesus is that firm foundation that, yes, we are being built, and yes, we have to put our feet on. We have something to put our feet on that is solid, that's not changing, that's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that is the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. And he goes on, for those who rejected him, the stone that the builders have rejected has now become the cornerstone, and he is the stone that makes people stumble. The rock that makes them fall. See, for some people, Jesus is a building block. But for other people, Jesus is a stumbling block. It's not all, I think about that and I think, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for you and I? Is that anything that's not built on Jesus is going to crumble? Anything that's not built on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ is going to trip and fall. It's going to stumble. It's going to crumble eventually. And I just think that that's something that we got to do is we got to say, you know what, God? Yes, I'm allowing you to build me. God is building me. And I'm allowing you to build me on the foundation that you want to build me on, which is Jesus Christ. God is building me. Somebody shout, God is building me on a firm foundation. The last one, I'm going to tell you this, to glorify him. Come on, let's say that again. God is building me on a firm foundation to glorify him. Kyle, if you don't mind coming up, that would be awesome. God is building me. See, we built this sentence together, right? you see that? God is building me on a firm foundation to glorify him. God is building me on a firm foundation to glorify him. See, I think it's great. Watch what, what 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says this. But he says, you know what? He talks about that rock that makes them fall. But then Peter says, you know what? You're not like that. 
You aren't like that. Like you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. Watch this. Because of all of that, as a result, right, as we talked about the last couple of weeks, because you know Jesus, now you got a job to do, okay? Because you are a chosen people, because you have been forgiven, because you are being built on the firm foundation that is Jesus Christ, because of that, now, as a result of that, you can show the goodness of God. You show others the goodness of God. Of God, for He has called you out of darkness into a marvelous, wonderful light. Once, watch this, this should make us get a little bit excited in church because once you were a no name kind of people, you and I, we didn't have an identity, but now, guess what? You are God's people. Once you received no mercy, but now you have received God's mercy. Not only do we need to know who is building, Not only do we need to know what you're building on, you need to know why. You need to know the why. And the why God is, we're allowing God to build us on a firm foundation is not just to survive in this life. It's not just to get to the the end and be like, okay, yeah, here we are. We're there. We made it to heaven. We got there. It's more than that. God is building me on a firm foundation so that right now in your job, right now in your marriage, Right now in your singleness, right now in your uh, pregnancy, right now in wherever God has called you to go, that you and I are being built on a firm foundation to do what? To glorify Him, to glorify God. God is building me on a firm foundation so that I might glorify Him. Your purpose and my purpose in life And that's the purpose of this church is to say, you know what? We want to connect people to Jesus and then help them go out and live on purpose for God. To live a life that glorifies Him, that honors Him, that lifts Him up, that makes the name of Jesus famous. Not just in good times, right? Not just in the times when we can chalk it up as, oh man, God is good, all the bills are paid. Not just in the good times when, oh, man, I got a good bill of health. All is good. God is good. Glorify God. But even more so in the bad times, even more so when it doesn't make sense, that guess what? I can glorify God. You know why? Because I'm built on the firm foundation of Jesus. And there's nothing, the Bible tells us, nothing that can separate us from that love. Nothing that can separate height or depth. Angels or demons, whatever, life, death, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Now just think about that. Now think about how I look across this room, so many different lifestyles, so many different walks of life, so many different backgrounds. Now think about the people that are watching online. I didn't welcome them in at first. Can we welcome everybody in that's watching online together? Here's the deal. I think about everybody's watching, everybody's listening to the podcast, and we all have different walks of life, but guess what? We have a common purpose in the fact that you and I were created to glorify God. That's what we're created to do. I don't know about you. I want to be what Peter's saying. You can show others the goodness of God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait till heaven 
till I show others and tell others about the goodness of God. I want to be a guy that is loud about the goodness of God in the midst of a broken earth. I want to be a church that's passionate about the goodness of God. I want to be a man that's not stingy with my praise of the one God that gave me life, showed me mercy, gave me grace, and guess what? God's getting all of my glory. My whole purpose is to give Him glory. My whole marriage is to give Him glory. My whole singleness is to give Him glory. How I raise my kids is to give Him glory. My friendships is to give Him glory. The way I do my job, it might be the worst job on the planet, but the way I do it, guess what? I'm going to do it so that I can glorify God. Our church is called to glorify God. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. And that's the invitation that Peter puts out in front of you and I. Puts out right in front of us. And some of you today are so discouraged and you're so looking around at all these areas of your life where you feel like you don't measure up and where you feel like, man, I should just give up. I just want to give in. I just want to quit. And I love that Peter takes a moment to say to those of you who are in Christ, you need to remember what God says about you. I'm going to ask you to do something crazy right now. Would you jump up on your feet right now in church right now? Put your stuff in the seats beside you. Jump up on your feet because I want to declare this over some people in this room right now because you want to give up and you want to give in, but you need to remember what the God of the universe says about you. And he says this, that you are a chosen people, that you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. Once you had no identity as people, but now you are God's chosen people. Once you received no mercy, but now you have received God's mercy. I love that right there because it's once you, but now. Once you were lost, but now you are found. Once you had no hope, but now you have hope in Jesus Christ. Once you thought your life was a mess, but now because of Jesus, you have an incredible purpose that God has called you, He has set you apart, and He wants to use you to glorify Him. Is there anybody in here that says, you know what? God, use me. Choose me. I'm signing up. I'm saying yes. I want to do whatever you call me to do. Because this is what I know about our God, is our God can take a great mess and watch Dr. Seuss is coming all over me right now, and he can turn it into greatness. Come on, somebody. That God can take whatever you're going through, whatever is in your life, and when you put your life as a living stone on top of the cornerstone, Jesus, and he's building his church, and he will get the glory for it. It's all for King Jesus. It's all about him. Jesus is our point. It's why we do what we do, and it should be why you and I exist on this earth to glorify God. Come on. Is there anybody in this room that's thankful for God that loved us and called us His own? So while you're standing, if you don't mind, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? Nobody looking around or moving around just yet. I'm going to ask our, our, our people that are uh, getting ready to go set up for second service and things just to wait just a second if you can. Maybe you're in this room and you say, you know what? I, I, I don't have a relationship with God. I've been building me. I've been doing my own thing. I've been, I've been worried about me. But today, the Holy Spirit of God has been drawing you into a relationship with Jesus. Showed you maybe where you've messed up. We've all messed up. Again, like I said, we're all under construction. But there comes a moment in time where you have to say yes to the things of God. There's a relationship waiting on the other side of your yes. There's a relationship waiting on the other side 
of your surrender. And so Jesus is asking you today, hey, what do you need to do to make sure that, that like, you've given your life to me? Maybe you're in, you've been to church your whole life. I just want you to know again, it's not just showing up to church that, that makes you a Christian as much as sitting in a garage makes you a car. Come on, somebody, right? It's the same thing. But being at church is great, and I'm really glad you're here. But it comes to a decision that you got to make to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're in here. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're listening on the podcast. You say, hey, I need a relationship with Christ. If that's you, the Bible tells us that all of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. Not one of us, not even the guy with the microphone or on his keys right here. Man, we could never stand up in front of you and say, hey, we got it all together. We're perfect because we're not. The Bible says that we've all fallen short. We've all sinned. But Jesus, once you were sinners, but Jesus loved you and I enough that while we were still sinning, that he died for me. There was a payment. There was an exchange that happened, right? It was Jesus' death on the cross that was an exchange for your sin and my sin. And if we would just say yes to him, and Jesus is, is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness, all sin. Maybe you're here. Maybe you're watching. Maybe you're listening. You say, you know what? I need a relationship with Jesus. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Would you pray something like this? Would you pray something like, dear Jesus, would you save me? I've tried to build it on my own. I've tried to do it on my own. But I, I found that nothing else works. And I want to build my life on you, King Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for giving me life today. That you breathed your, your pneuma, which is just that, that Holy Spirit inside of me today. That I can go out and I can live on purpose for you. That breath of fresh air that you've just given me called salvation, forgiveness of my sin. And now I can go live for you. Help me to live a life that glorifies you, Jesus. Maybe you're here, maybe you're watching, maybe you're listening and you just said, that, hey, you know what, I just prayed that. I just said yes to a relationship with Jesus. Here in just a second, if you're in this room, I'm going to ask you to move. Our team is going to be moving as well. And I'll tell you online what you can do if you just said yes to a relationship with Jesus. But if you're in this room and you said yes to a relationship with Christ just now, what I'm going to ask you to do is would you make your way to one of the two walls that are on the side of this room right here. Would you just go? We got a prayer team, a member that's over there that would love to just celebrate with you, give you a Bible. Also, our serve team is getting ready for next service. is going to be moving. So you're not going to be the only person moving. So just know that. And if you're watching online or listening on podcasts, if you can, just text the word PURPOSE to 270-229-6488. And we would be honored, honored, honored to follow up with you this week and, and, and make connection with you if you just said yes to Jesus. Come on, church. You can lift your head up. Can we put our hands together and thank God for people watching online that gave their life to Jesus, people that, that are listening on a podcast, driving down the road that God saved, people in the room. Come on, y'all can do a little better than that. Give it up for King Jesus in this place. I love that. I love that. I love that. Tap your neighbor. Say, I'm under construction. Tap your neighbor. Say, I'm under construction. Well, I'm, I'm so thankful 
that you're here. Thank you guys so much for being here. Today is Father's Day. And man, again, we want to honor all you daddies in the room. Thank you for being uh, men of, of, of character, believing that over your life, praying that over you and your family. Today we want to celebrate you, right? We got some stuff happening outside. Uh, that we want you guys to enjoy. And uh, again, that's only possible because of the generosity of a church that we get uh, to call Home and Purpose Church. And so I'm going to ask our usher team, if they don't mind coming forward, they're going to start passing these offering containers around. And if this is your first time here, just understand this is not for, it's for people to call Purpose Church home. If it's your first time, if you've been coming for just a few weeks, still not sure if this is where you want to sink your roots in, listen, this is for people that call Purpose Church home. And I'll just tell you, your generosity is making an unbelievable impact in our community. And I can't wait to share with you over the next couple of weeks just how crazy of an impact it's making, not only in this school, not only in this community, but even something uh, that's down the pipe for us that I can't wait to share with you. I'm not going to, so you got to come back next week. Uh, and so uh, it, it may have something to do with the title and the things that we talked about today. So we'll talk about that soon. How about that? Is that okay? Is that okay? Okay. Hey, I love you. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so thankful for you. I, I'll just tell you again, maybe you want to give in the offering containers. Maybe you want to give online. Maybe you want to give by text. Whichever way that you do that, just thank you for your generosity. Thank you for believing in the vision that this building is not the church, but Jesus is building the church, the people of God, that we will be mobilized as we go out of these doors to go out there and live a life that makes a difference for him wherever we go. So I'm so thankful to do it alongside of you. Allie and I, it's the, it's the highest privilege. I, sometimes I need to stop. And just tell you, like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so thankful for you. And it is the highest honor of Allie's in my life to be able to serve. Obviously, our family is, serve Jesus first, our family next. But, man, you're a, you're a close third. And I just want to tell you, I love you. We pray for you all the time. We think about you and what God is going to do uh, in the life of this church alongside of each other, I believe, is unbelievable. That we, it's exceedingly, exceedingly, as Bjarni declares over our life a lot, exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or imagine, as Ephesians 3.20 says. And I believe in that for you, so let me pray for you. And as you go out, have a blast. Somebody get out there and joust somebody in the face on that big inflatable. Have fun. Uh, get some root beer, some popcorn. Dads, we honor you. We love you. We're going to celebrate you today. God, thank you so much that you're the ultimate father. And today is, is Father's Day. Thank you for being a father that loved us and cared enough for us to have a relationship with us. God, I just pray that you bless my friends, that you keep them, that you turn your face towards them, that you shine your favor upon them, and that this week, God, in the midst of their life, in the midst of their work schedule, in the midst of their family and craziness and chaos, would you give them peace. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said. Amen, amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.